0: Are you looking for beautiful and unique clothing, gifts, and housewares? Do you want to support women-owned small business? Are you tired of seeing the same old thing at big box stores? If so, please join us as we visit with Shannon Gilley of R-Cube Lifestyle in the Land Park area of Sacramento. Hello and welcome to Fashion Adventure Beauty Podcast Series. We are Lisa Farr and I'm Lydia Zipp. We love beautiful fashion, traveling with friends, and exploring and embracing the beauty in the world. In the Fab Podcast series, we will shine a spotlight on everything from our favorite boutiques to the must-see exciting travel destinations. Today, we are meeting with Shannon Gilley of R-Cube Lifestyle. Shannon is the owner of this lovely boutique in the Land Park area of Sacramento. Shannon loves home design and jewelry. Shannon is mom to a lovely seven-year-old son and Shannon has an amazing Instagram presence and has built a real sense of community in her charming Sacramento store R-Cubed. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited to talk to you about this boutique and could you tell us a little bit about how you named the store R-Cubed?
1: Um, Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be doing this with you today. Um, So, our Cubed Lifestyle. Yes, so what it stands for is Restoration, Renovation, and Refinement. Um, That was what it initially stood for. So my idea when I first opened the store was that it was going to be, um, you know, unique finds, kind of upcycled, repurposed pieces, things that you wouldn't find anywhere else that were really unique. But it was predominantly going to be furniture a little bit of decor and maybe a little bit of gift Um, and so i had never actually had a store before so i wasn't really sure what i was doing um, but i knew that i found value in things that were you know sustainable and um had been repurposed and that's kind of how i've always decorated so kind of mixing and matching the old with the new so that's what i really wanted the store to be based on so the name kind of just came that way i know that sounds crazy my middle name is also rose um and so ours are kind of a thing for me um and if you'll notice now our logo has been redone um, and we now have like a second logo has rose with it i had an amazing graphic designer who was like what is this r cubed really like what does it mean for you now and now it's um almost like mixing the old with the new for the store because we've evolved so much since then so yeah it started out one thing and now it's it's just kind of a a mixture of all things with the r cubes down
0: for i know it's has got little Sounds a little bit crazy. I just love I just love the eclectic mix in here, yeah. and I wonder like how do you how do you select? It must be super fun. And it seems like everything that's not nailed down is maybe for sale in here. Is that right? Yes.
1: So I always kind of jokingly, all the ladies here laugh at me, but I always say everything in the store is for sale except for our beams, right? So I had these um, beams. They're faux beams. I had them hand hewn and made and shipped from the east coast. And again, when I first opened, I knew nothing about how to open a store. And so I probably made some not so great decisions, but I also made um, some really decisions that might have not been smart when I look back now, but I'm glad I did it. Because if I had known what I know known now then, I might not have done it. So we sell everything in the store. Um, except for really those beams and then a few pieces of like our racks people always want to buy our racks for our clothing um and like our tables people always ask me can I buy these tables it's like I just had them made for the the clothing side of the store but most of our furniture is all one of a kind we have repurposed European pieces we have upcycle pieces out of barns we have just some really amazing pieces that you're not going to find anywhere else because it's the only one um and so I spend a lot of of time um, just looking at I mean anywhere anywhere I go really I know it sounds crazy but I'll just stop anywhere I'll stop on the side of the road I'll stop everywhere and then I talk to a lot of people and so um, for 15 years I was a jewelry designer and I would do New York and Vegas and Portland and San Francisco and I would do all these shows and in some ways I'm kind of a collector of people and so I would collect people whose aesthetic and design was just inspiring to me. And um, a lot of times I would be like, oh, if I ever had a store, I'd have this person in that store and I'd have that person. And so when I did decide to open the store, I had those people in my life still, and I kind of pulled them in and said, Hey, you know, you have this unique thing and you have that unique thing. And um, so that's how a lot of it got started. But I really wanted to um, make sure that when people walked in, they weren't just looking at like a purse on a table or a piece of, you know, plateware on a table, but that they could actually see the whole thing and say, I can take this and put this all into my home. And it's like, yes, you can. Inspiration pieces. 100%. I want people to walk in here, and they do, and spend, you know, 45 minutes, an hour walking around and being inspired, and then they walk around multiple times, like, oh, I didn't see that last time. Or, oh, how did you decide to do that? Or how did you, you know, um, I don't know if you saw our wall, but we have these wheel... Covers yes. that are that I found like literally, Fantastic. yeah, just kind of salvaged, and I didn't know what I was gonna do with them, and then it, eventually I found the other the the wine barrel um, metal, and I put. I went, God, that would look so cool on the wall. And then I stuck the succulents. So I had like a 20-minute conversation with a customer yesterday. And she's like, what if I just want one piece? And I was like, oh, no. If you want (laughs) one, you have to buy the whole piece because that's essentially what you're buying. You like it right now because it looks like the whole thing. But you can't just buy one piece because it really, it takes away from the story of the piece. And so she's like, you know, I really do want the whole thing. I was like, okay. So, you know, it's it's meant to inspire. It's meant people to think outside of of the box. And a lot of people come in and they look at the, the things that we've done and the kind of the vignettes, for a lack of a better word to kind of put it, and they'll say, oh, I have something like that. And I'm like, great. Well, what else do you have that you could do that similar, you know? So I'm not afraid of people, you know, looking at things and kind of taking the ideas or whatnot. Um, I think that it's almost kind of a good karma, you know, you inspire people and then they bring it into their home and they love it and it enlightens them and, and the people that come into their home, they feel excited about something they've done or created or, or brought in. Um,
0: and honestly, it's just, it's just another way to build community. I love it. I love it. And you're really supporting other small businesses. And can you tell us a little bit about that, about how, um, what's, what is small business and... Um, what is shopping small? <laughs> so,
1: you know, when I was designing jewelry, um, there were a lot of times I felt like, that big. you know, I just felt so small. Um, when I would have stores come to my booth and almost in some ways be very dismissive, something that I had put my heart and soul into creating with my bare hands and had gone to school for and had, you know, taken time away from my family for and things like that. And they were almost dismissive and, and, and rude. And I, um, I vowed that when I opened this store that I would look at everything that I'm presented with because I get, you know, contacted by people all the time. Um, but I will always look at it, and I'll be honest, because I'm not going to I'm not going to lie about it, but I am going to take my time and take a look at it. Um, I get people that come in every single day, and they want to show me what they're creating, and it may not be a good fit, but I'll refer you to somebody that it is a good fit for maybe, or I'll talk to you about other ways to get your product out there. I mean, I've kind of seen both sides of it. And so um, I spend a lot of time, or at least pre-COVID, I should say, right, um, spent a lot of time... Like looking for small brands, going to different marketplaces, talking to people. Um, but I'm, but I'm also really into like the energies of people too. So for me when I have an engaging conversation with somebody about what they create and what they make, there has to be more to it than just, Oh, I make this there, there needs to be a little bit of a backstory and there needs to be, um, a why I'm really big on why. Um, I think that no matter what we do in life, there needs to be a why. And if you don't know the why I often ask, well, why are you doing it then? Because there, and this is very much my perspective, but you know, there's, there's, purpose for all of us. And so when I look for small brands, I kind of predominantly look for women-owned brands. Um, And then they obviously have to fit into my aesthetic, which is kind of boho-ish slash you know, vintage slash, and I don't consider those the same as, as a side note, um, a a little, mid-century, but also a little barnyard, you know, it's, it's very eclectic. Eclectic. You said it (laughs) at the beginning, it's very eclectic. And so, you know, I really look for those brands that speak to me. Um, and I have invested time in a lot of small brands and even in Sacramento where, um, I haven't always been treated very nicely, and I see some of those brands now, and I was willing to give them space to show their their product and things like that. And I see those brands now, some of them much, much, much bigger than me on social media, um, but I also know the value and how they've treated people, and so I think for me, it's that whole picture, you know, it's really looking at that big picture, um, and trying to be mindful of what I bring into the store, because I do believe that the small businesses that we bring in, we really want to, um, but also be good for the community too, you know? So it's nice to know kind of what they're doing to give back. So yeah, it's, it's a, for me, it's a very big picture. It's not just a product that sells. Um, it's what does it mean and and how does it
0: look when a customer's looking at it? Beautiful. You talked a little bit about vintage stuff. What is, what is the difference between vintage and secondhand?
1: Well, and you know what, that's actually a really good question. And um, I would say secondhand can be, you know, something that you bought two weeks ago and then you go and you sell it to a a store and they, or consign it to a store and a store sells it in turn. So vintage is easily going to be roughly about 25 years to about maybe 40 years ago. So that would be in your vintage round. Um, Yeah, it kind of makes me feel, you know, I feel very vintage (laughs) at times. So it's like, ah! I think about all the things that I grew up with that I should have just kept. Um, And so, you know, things before that are going to be along the lines of antique. Um, and then um, things, you know, in the last 15, 20 years, not that you couldn't have something that might be considered vintage, but I would say secondhand is easily the last 10, 15 years. Um, things that, you know, you're going to maybe sell in a consignment store or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, vintage is definitely going to be about 25 plus years.
0: Okay. And I noticed you have like a beautiful collection of turquoise pieces and just... Lovely, lovely things that are, um, yeah. They're
1: coveted. Coveted,
0: <laughs> exactly. The word I was looking for. I
1: used to joke that I, when people walk out of the store, I want them to walk away like nobody is taking this from me, <laughs> like never. Right. You know, um, it's you know, it's that history, right? So we talk about history and we talk about the impact or lack of impact for a lack of knowledge, right? That it has on us, and I think all history um, is beneficial. And I think it's important to really revel in, in those that have come before us, those that have fought for us to be where we are today, for me as a woman, to be able to sit here and have this conversation with another woman, another two women, and really be able to dialogue what small business looks like. Um, you know, that history is really important. And so, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, Kind of thought. Um, it's it's yeah. I mean it's
0: it's a lot. It's a lot to bring in. So yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, we noticed when we were driving here that you're not like right in the center of town, <laughs> and yet you have this huge loyal base and we just wondered how you cultivated that and so uh,
1: I had this discussion recently with um several employees um so we're very grassroots I mean I you know I've grown up in Sacramento yes um but and I but I didn't grow up in this area um I live in this area now which is part of the reason why I wanted to open up the boutique because there wasn't one here so it was I think a much needed um part but um it's been a plug. It has been a plug day after day after day. You know, um, I get a lot of feedback from customers. They respond to my emails directly because they all come from me. I We send out a survey after every purchase where people can respond and tell us what they think. Um, I respond and I listen. I love that. Yeah. And it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's rare. It's, it's a lot. And, you know, even like, um, what was I? Oh, Shop Small Saturday you know, I was on the floor the whole time. I was serving people. We had lines for hours out the door and I was serving people mimosas and, you know, coffee and talking to people and engaging. And I got lots of responses from people saying, you're the only shop owner who actually greeted me. Like the whole, you know, I spent the whole day shopping shop small Saturday and you're the only shop owner I saw. And you're the only person who came out to greet me. And, you know, that relationship is really huge. If, if there was if there was nothing else that we did all day long, it's building those relationships. And so um, it takes time. And I'm well aware of that on so many levels that it really, really takes time. But I think that's what our customers like. You know, they walk in and we remember what they got last time or, you know, we have a, a joke or we know something about their family or something about the animals that they have or, um, you know, and they feel like this is... It's kind of like their home base. They can come here and they feel safe. And especially during COVID, I mean, we've grown exponentially in our customer base during COVID. A lot of that's been social media. Um, but people have felt safe to come here, to make appointments, to, you know, come in here and um, shop even when our doors are open, because they know that We're small. They know that we have families. They know things about us. They know that we're going to clean and we're going to wipe down and that we're very mindful. And that if I do get negative feedback, which thankfully is very rarely, but when I do, you know, I respond and we respond in kind. And I talk to all the gals at work here and we up our game. And sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's just a a mishap, um, you know, a timing thing or something like that. But But I think that our customers trust us, you know. I think that they trust that we have their, like, I'm going to be honest with you. If you put something on and I don't think it works, I'm going to be honest with you. I might not say, that doesn't look good on you. What I'm going to say is, have you thought about something along these lines or something along these lines? You know, I'm very thoughtful about what I say. But, you know, we're not going to lie to you because I'm not in that business. I'm not in the fraudulent business. I'm really in the business of creating community and a place where, and yes, it's predominantly women. But, you know, a place where women can come and feel comfortable and um talk or not talk, engage or not engage, um but really feel like it's
0: their space. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. You've really accomplished that. And then on your social media pages, I mean, you're so great. Like you're pulling out outfits, you're you're saying, this is the size that it is, you're telling how tall you are, I get an idea I, of like, DIY. oh, will that, <laughs> will that, you know, will that work for me? Yeah. You know, yeah. and so how is that um, helping your online business?
1: So prior to COVID, I never did that. I never did that. You know, all the gals that worked here, they did all of our social media, they did a great job. But um, when I had the time to be in the store, it's usually... You know, I'm buying and I'm merchandising and I'm, you know, putting the windows and doing the displays and training. And, you know, it's it's a lot. There's a lot going on to kind of put it all together. So when we got shut down and I got to be honest with you, prior to being shut down, there were a lot of things I probably got uptight about with the store that after we got shut down don't even phase me anymore you know um so we got shut down and it was three months and I was like what do I do so all my gals nobody worked they were all at home obviously and I was like I have this business that's going to fall apart and so I just started on Instagram and I just started story after story after story after story and that was all I did and it was the try-ons and Prior to COVID, we had had it an online store that we never put anything on. I think we had like three or four items on there and um, I never spent any time on it, nothing. And so I spent my nights all night long loading up new merchandise and putting it on the website and then figuring out how it even worked with Instagram because I didn't even know how to do all the tagging. I didn't know how to do any of that because I just had not spent the time. I just was in here and um, the oh, it, you know, the last year has just been amazing. Um, And so I was up all night figuring out all those things, loading, you know, every picture, every description, every title, all the sizing from everything, doing the best I could um, to bring it on. And at that time, I actually had a gal who was helping a little bit too, which was really helpful. Um, And uh, and so then I just started doing try-ons, which I had never done. And... I had seen a couple try-ons, which weren't my thing, you know, where people just put things on. There's no dialogue. There's no nothing. And I was like, it's not going to fit me. What size is she? I don't know. You know, <laughs> what is what's going on here? You know, and I could guess to me. And I'm definitely not everybody's size, you know, in, in our jeans. I'm a four. I'm really a six. Um, I'm pretty busty, but I'm pretty small around the back. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm five foot three. But I'm petite, but I'm not petite. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm definitely not everybody's size, um, but but I will try on a large sometimes. I've tried on plus sizes to show kind of how they look on me and just to give people an idea. You know, I, I thought, well, maybe this will work. And if people see what it looks like may, and how they can wear it. Because that's the other thing. A lot of times people aren't sure how they can wear something, right? And so um, it was like, well, if I gave people ideas on how they could wear it and the sizing and, you know, did it in different sizes, um maybe that will help people. And it was amazing. People came out of the woodworks and started following us on Instagram for, and people started sharing when they would get packages or they would find their package on their front. I made every single drop off. My son and I did every single drop off for every single order that was placed online. We would be out for hours. And then, um, it got to the point where I was like, I have to start mailing. Like, I was exhausted. I was exhausted. And then we didn't know how long it was going to go on for, right? So I started mailing things. And sometimes it would be like 7, or 8 o'clock at night. He was exhausted. And he was tired. And he had eaten. And I was still driving South Sac, North Sac, you know, West Sac. It was just driving everywhere. I would drive up to Folsom. And... Um, I was like, I have to start shipping. So, because my time was just, it was a balance. And so, the online thing, honestly, is saved the store those three months. And, um customers were just they were so sweet they come out and they would you know thank you so much Shannon I'm watching you I'm watching your stories I'm, you know I love it thank you for entertaining me or you know I sit down with a a glass of wine at the end of the day and I watch you and it's so much fun and um, it was just a different response and it made me feel like I was able to do something good in a way that I had never done before without actually having the doors open. It was just a different way of building community that I hadn't really delved into before. Um, but it was, it was, it was, it was changing, it was, it was store changing. It was really, yeah, it was amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah, Yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing. Well,
0: you are so terrific at just making the details, like pointing them out when you're doing your shows and really just like, oh, okay, that's something that is really special about that piece. And then it just draws in my interest right away. And I noticed, the first thing I noticed when I came to your store last week was the sign on the front that says... um, find beauty beauty. in the details how did you come up with that That that's lovely
1: um you know I probably I don't know that I came up with it by any means I'm sure it's out there I think I just um felt that that was most representative I think that sometimes when we look at things that are flawed as we all are we can be dismissive we can um be off-putting and I feel like that's where the value is you know I think the value is in where we have fallen um where we are chipped where maybe we're a little bit scratched and I don't I think if we saw that more often we just wouldn't be so critical of each other we would be a little bit more relaxed um I think weathered is wonderful I think there is value in in, in the lines, in the, just in the details. And I think those are the details. I think things that are perfect or, you know, sometimes people say to me, and my friends in particular, like go, oh, Shannon, I was watching you and you were laughing and you were fumbling on your words. And I go, but that's who I am. And if you don't want to watch them, don't watch my stories. Like, seriously, you know, if you want something perfect, I'm so not that. And I've never tried to be that. Um, I, you know, was raised by two grandmas um, who really, they showed me kind of the beauty and the details and really where the flaws were and that that was, that was the value. And I carry that. It's very much who I am. And I carry that. So I think that that's just, it's more of a tagline for life. It's just not even a tagline for the star. So. Oh,
0: I love it beautiful well we're gonna wrap up with um, some rapid fire questions oh my God. right
1: okay <laughs> all right, all I don't, right. Am I, do, okay. are these things I know or things I should know <laughs> I don't know I don't
0: know this is our first time doing it so I we'll okay. hope you give us feedback at the end okay. okay what is something unique about you that makes you stand out in a crowd?
1: I think people sometimes are thrown off by my tattoos I think sometimes um, yeah so I think maybe that if you're looking for a visual, Um, I don't know what else it would be in a crowd, but yeah, no. And and a lot of people have tattoos. I think it's just sometimes people look at me and they don't think I should, you know, whatever that means.
0: What is your favorite movie or movie that has fashion that you love? Oh
1: my gosh. Um, I mean, God, you guys, I'm, I'm horrible with my memory. Um, what's the one I should probably know this. Well, can I pick? I love sex in the city. I mean, I think that's a no brainer. Um, if I was gonna go really far back, I would say like Boomerang with um, oh god, Eddie Murphy and Halle Berry. Um, more recently would be uh, what's her name? She's really hardcore uh, with Anne. Um, oh, Demi oh, product. Yeah, I mean to Prada. me like that's yeah, a no-brainer, really, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's probably quite a few I, I haven't I can't even think of. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Who is your fashion inspiration?
1: I don't even know if I have one. I honestly like people often ask me how I pull, th- and I just—it's almost—I don't know. It's innate, like it's just who I am. So if I had to pick somebody, there are times that um, I would probably have to be on a TV show like Friends or something, and it would probably be a mixture of Rachel and Monica, kind of with a with some Phoebe. I mean, it's probably those three. Intermingled, literally like <laughs> a combination of the three. Nice.
0: Yeah. Where is your dream shopping trip? I'm going to Morocco.
1: Oh. I'm going to America. Oh. I'm going to, it's, I, it's a done deal. I will be there. COVID will end. I will be there. I don't care who goes with me. <laughs> this is my flight. This is my time. If you want to join,
0: jump on the plane.
1: Um, but that's where I really want to go. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. What is the most expensive fashion item you ever purchased? When
1: I was in my early 20s, there was this somewhat it was a the most beautiful jacket you've ever seen. It wasn't a pico. It was but it was just a wrap and it was $350 and I looked at it and looked at it and I was making no I was feeding my cat's bread in my early 20s. I mean, I just and I knew that I would wish that I had gotten it and I mulled it over and over and over and eventually I went back and I did get it. I still have it. The other thing I got, I was in um, Madrid and I went into Zara, which was not around. This was when I was 21 years old. There was It was like the only one. It was in um, Madrid and I bought a sweater there that I had wanted so badly and I still think about that sweater all the time. I lent it to a girlfriend And never got it back. But that's one of those pieces that I think about all the time. And it wasn't expensive, but I was backpacking, I was 21. And I had no money, and it was a definite splurge. It was probably like $25 at the time. But, you know, I was also taking a train around multiple countries and, you know, not sleeping. So, yeah, it was amazing. Missed that. Missed that sweater. Oh,
0: wonderful. Well, Shannon Gilley of (laughs) R-Cubed Land Park, we are so delighted to talk to you today. Thank you so much for your time, and we can't wait to come back and shop again really soon. Thank Thank you so so much for all you Thank you for having me very much. Wonderful community. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today at the Fashion Adventure Beauty podcast. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to have your comments, suggestions, and encouragement, and we would greatly appreciate it if you would share this with your friends on Instagram. Please also visit our website at fashionadventurebeauty.com. Thanks, and we wish you Fashion Adventure Beauty.